0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network. I'm your host Ron Johnson for the Friday Roundtable. Yes, it's a Friday. Tomorrow, this is one of the most exciting roundtables I think I've had because tomorrow we wake up and we go to the stadium for some Vikings versus Giants football in the whiteout. And I, you know, and I, and I've been teasing it, you know, in in Unreal. Shout out to Unreal for this for those watching on YouTube. Uh, I'm still not gonna show it because everybody's seen it. No idea, you know it is. But such a tease. But the packaging itself is the packaging itself is just awesome. So as we talk about gifts, because this is a gift, you know, gifts we're gonna unwrap. We're gonna jump into this podcast, and, and I'm your host, like I said, Ron Johnson. We got Luke Inman from Superior Sports Talk. We got Reggie Wilson from Care Eleven. We got Sam Ekstrom, uh, producer of all things Locked On, but also the Ron Johnson Show, fellas. I want to thank you guys for uh, jumping on on a on a windy friday i guess it snowed the past day or two uh conditions out there are not great negative 12 degrees yesterday but how can we warm up minnesota we're gonna start there it's two-parter one the vikings win if but how can the vikings make this christmas season for the fans i guess that goes hand in hand and we'll start with you luke the vikings win
1: if all week after that, Lions lost the talk of the entire town. I mean, you couldn't read a Viking-related article without seeing where's Ed Donatell's pass rush because this defense stinks without it. Now, last week, back at home at the bank, we saw them pressure Matt Ryan, make life tough back there again. Hunter and Z, they both got sacks. The pressure and blitz right, though, it was mm-hmm. one of the highest it's been all year. Not a coincidence. So this week, even though Daniel Jones considered a quote-unquote mobile quarterback, He's been super vulnerable in protection. He's been sacked 44 times. You think Cousins has been sacked a lot? DJ has been sacked three more times than Kirk Cousins. He's been pressured the fifth most in the NFL. The Giants offensive line, not great. The Vikes pass rush. They get to play at the bank for the second week in a row where they're clearly more dominant when you look at the road versus home splits at creating pressure against the quarterback. So if KOC can do what he does best, right, he can draw up that opening game script get an early lead, force them to be kind of one-dimensional right out the gate, and just set the tone, the momentum for this game early in the first quarter, playing from behind, then I know Daniil, Z, that pass rush, they can get after Daniel Jones, make like tough for him, where he's always kind of struggled just sitting in the pocket under duress, and going through his reads, with really, when you look at the wide receiver court, no weapons to rely on or bail him out. Who's his wide receiver one right now? Wandale Robinson, Daniel Bellinger, not a lot of great options out there, so that's how you win this game Saturday expose the Giants biggest weakness take advantage of that loud hostile crowd at the bank Saturday afternoon in this White Elk game should be pretty fun
2: you got Reggie yeah I mean I agree with everything Luke said I think they need to make Daniel Jones look like Daniel Jones you know he's had a, a bit of a resurgent year I don't know if you want to call it resurgent you know he says things are are kind of making more sense now in the the offense. I think he needs to talk to Zach Wilson about that. But <laughs> um, I, I think they need to make him look like Daniel Jones. I think the, the problem is over the last few weeks, um, you know, Colts notwithstanding, but they make these quarterbacks look like pro bowlers. You know, when the Patriots came into the bank, Mac Jones hasn't looked that good all season. And he hasn't looked that good since. And so that defense has been vulnerable to give up big plays this season. And they're coming off a game where they only gave up a touchdown to the Colts. And so I think they need to kind of get back to that blueprint, some of the blueprint that we saw earlier in the season. You know, they need a a turnover. They need some sacks to, to try to keep this Giants offense just in the ground. You know, they only really like who's the one person that really scares you about their offense? Saquon Barkley. That's about it. And so it's like if you go ahead and stabilize Daniel Jones and you don't make him look like an all world quarterback like we saw with Jared Goff, like we saw with Mike White, like we saw with Mac Jones, Dak Prescott, like all those games that we saw in a row where they made the quarterback just look like just incredible. You know, I think they need to make sure that, that Daniel Jones is neutralized, whether it's, you know, preventing him from getting outside the pocket and, and extending plays with his feet, or just like Luke said, keeping the pressure on him so that he has to stay in the pocket and go through his reason. I, I don't think you're confident in Daniel Jones being able to pick you apart, especially with the receiver core that he has. So I think if they do that and they make sure that this offense, continues to go in the direction that we saw in that second half against the Colts. And I feel like we've been saying that all season. We see them play well in the third or in the fourth quarters, and you're like, okay, if they just sustain that over the course of a game, they're good. But we haven't seen that. They continue to be inconsistent on the offense. And so if they can finally try to get that going, they should be okay. But I think it's a little – Scary when you think about some of these exhilarating wins that they've had. The one that I'm thinking of is the Buffalo win. They went out, did the unthinkable, beat Buffalo, came out the next game and got their tails whooped by Dallas. So I think hopefully they didn't empty the clip too much in this game against the Colts so they could come out and actually compete against the Giants on Saturday. What you got, Sam?
3: Yeah, I think the key is run game here. And I'm going to piggyback off what Reggie said. Here's an exercise we did on the football party yesterday. Name the top five yards from scrimmage players for both these teams. So for the Vikings, it's Jefferson, Cook, Thielen, Osborne, Hawkinson. You like all five. All five can be explosive. Look at the Giants. Barkley, Slayton, Daniel Jones with his legs, Richie James and Wandale Robinson. Who's the only person that, that can beat you? Saquon Barkley. So mm-hmm. if you stop the run, you're going to be fine. And on the offensive side of the ball, Ron and I talked about this this week. Giants giving up 5.4 yards per carry on the ground. That's a huge number. Last in the league. Get Dalvin Cook going. Control the clock. Extend some drives. And don't let Saquon beat you. I think it's pretty simple. Just win the battle in the run game, and uh, the Vikings are going to be 12-3. and
0: Where well, I go with mine? Uh, it's real simple. If the Vikings want to make the fans happy. One you win handedly, like you win by at least 10 points, so that down the stretch, it's not one of those, oh my god, sit on my hands, I can't leave the stadium. This is gonna be crazy, or we are about to have another comeback for all of history. And I get Kevin O'Connell wants his first season to be a movie because we keep hearing Cam Dancer say it's a movie. We saw the players that were on the field talking about it's like a movie. Stop with the movie. Like, the movie's already written. Just go win a Super Bowl now. Like, stop trying to make every game so when people watch this 20 years from now, they're like, oh, my God. There's no way they beat the Colts. Oh, my goodness. There's no way they beat the Giants on Christmas Eve. Like, okay, stop that. Let's, let's let's kill that narrative now. But here's how they, if they win this. In the second half of that game, 61 plays, first in the NFL. Five TDs, first in the NFL. 21, 22 first downs, first in the NFL. And 36.1% of their plays were first downs, or TDs and that is second in the NFL you look at the defense 2.2 yards per play first 13 percent first down or TD first six first downs tied for the third least amount of first downs allowed in the NFL for that game that week 14 the defense has to replicate it I don't know how I don't know if it's the energy I don't know if if, if KJ Osborne needs to catch the first pass and get loose but they got to replicate it that's how they win this game the defense has to show up. They cannot allow this to be a back-and-forth battle with Daniel Jones because he's only thrown four interceptions, so they don't allow him to be in bad situations. So that's the key right there. Real easy. And don't hate on Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton can get it done when he wants, Sam. I don't like to hate on receivers. But we're going <laughs> to <gonna> move on. <laughs> we're going to move on, people. Make sure you remember, Amazon Fire, Roku, you can download the app. If you go to your TV, just hit the search button. Go to Add Apps. Search Locked On Sports Minnesota. Hit download. It's going to be right there in the screen. A little nice, little cute box. Or if you're on the uh, Amazon Fire, you can scroll over and see it. Boom, click it. You have our show. And now we have a word from our sponsors.
3: BetOnline.net. We've been tracking the Vikings Giants line all week at your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, where you get the latest odds and the latest trends. Vikings started the week three and a half. Then it went to three. Then it went to four. Then it went to four and a half. It's been bouncing all over the place. What is it today? Four. Minus four over under 48. That's the Mm. final line of the week that we deliver here on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Make sure you get in on the action. It is your number one source for sports wagering information. All the NFL lines, all the bowl season, college football lines. Get your fix at Ben Online, where the
0: game starts. Well, fellas, we got to jump into this next one. You got Kevin O'Connell. Not only is he a heartthrob because you see all the tweets from the young ladies who think he's such a cutie, you know, but also there's some weird Rube fans out there that, that Mike Zimmer was their cutie pie too. So I don't really take to the Twitter gals that love to talk about sexy coaches because nothing against Mike Zimmer, great coach, great guy, but I would not put him in the sexy category. Uh, But if you look at Kevin O'Connell one, He's he's gained the hearts of of all the young ladies because he's an attractive looking coach, uh, easy to put on camera, uh, loves to wear the hoodie and dress down. So he's a man of the people. But is Kevin O'Connell one of the first or is he one of the most popular first year head coaches uh, in the state of Minnesota? We're going to start with you, Reggie.
2: What do you put him up against? Maybe like uh, P.J. Fleck? Maybe you know when yeah, when flag, he first came, the, rode the boat. You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm the newcomer here, so like I don't have the the history that some of you guys have, haven't been here for a while. But it's big as as anything I think I've seen in a while. Like when I got to uh, Cincinnati, you know, they hired Zach Taylor with the Bengals, and it was it was like okay, you know, this guy just went to the Super Bowl and. And it's, it's exciting, and this dude's going to have this, this offense humming and, you know, infuse new life after 16 years of Marvin Lewis. It kind of feels like that. But I think even more so here uh, because some of the fans in Cincinnati have turned on Zach Taylor already. So <laughs> um, I, I think he's probably the most popular that I've seen in quite some time. And I think it's only growing, especially as the Vikings keep winning especially as you know they keep showing all these post game speeches in the locker room people are even more endeared to him and he just seems like a fun guy that people like and enjoy playing for and and I don't know that you can say that about a lot of the other coaches but like i said you you guys will be able to say more than i can about some of the other coaches here in Minnesota history what you got sam
3: Yeah, I mean, Reggie's right. You kind of can only judge off your own experience. So, you know, I I can't really speak to how popular Dennis Green was 30 Mm -hmm. years ago when he got hired, but he was a playoff, he had a playoff team his first year, you know, with his charisma. I'm sure Dennis Green was was extremely popular as well, but it it just feels bigger when it's a football coach doing this, right? Like Rocco Baldelli had an unbelievable first year. For the twins that was the Bomba squad year they thought they had world series opportunities they won over a hundred games and i think i definitely think that people thought rocco Baldelli was hot too and kind of like a scruffy dad way um <laughs> he, he, he had those good you know balding bearded looks but kevin o'connell takes it to a new level just because of the vitality of the vikings in this market and i think just the way he handles everyone is appreciated um he has that positive nature he hasn't let this team ever get into a losing streak I mean when do coaches get criticized during losing streaks he's never lost more than one game consecutively there's been so little to knock him for um that it's hard to. there's really not really a blip on the radar I will say though I mean with with Baldelli people turn fast just because you're hot it doesn't mean that you have favor forever. We're in the honeymoon stage. People have already turned on Baldelli. So if things go sour in four years, I don't think uh, O'Connell's dashing looks will save him. But, uh, yeah, right. he's a pretty popular dude right now.
0: Sam, like, you're going to get all kinds of hate mail, too, by, by dad. Because <laughs> you are you came off the top rope on, on balding dads. I so just want to let you know that. I
3: said he was hot. <laughs> I said he was hot in a balding, bearded dad way.
1: Can we clip that and make sure we have that on loop? Because I want to play that little sound bite back whenever I'm, whenever I'm having a bad day. Um, you know, Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale? He said, I'm a blue-collar guy going against Harry Styles. So, Ron, you Ooh. talk about a movie, what the Vikings mm. got going on this season. When they make the Hollywood script, the movie for the Vikings this season, I think Harry Styles <laughs> needs to be playing Kevin O'Connell in that role. But uh, Sam's right. I thought back to Denny Green in 92. He took over for Jerry Burns, who went 8-8 eight and eight his final season. Very similar to the 500-team Zimmer, kind of left KOC. Denny went 11-5 his rookie year, lost first round of the playoffs, but kind of jumped out to me for rookie coaches just based off success, not so much positive. Popularity. You mentioned Rocco Baldelli. How about Ron Gardenhire took over for Tom Kelly in 02? It yeah, 94 and 67 that year, won the Central Division. Remember, they beat the Oakland A's the first round of the playoffs, which if you remember, that was the Moneyball team, so they mm-hmm. were playing with a little bit of magic. They ended up losing to the Angels in the pennant, but still, that was an incredible run by the rookie Twins head coach there too. Kind of rivals what KOC has done this season, in my opinion. So that's like 1 and 1A in my book, again, kind of pending how KOC finishes the season that's going to kind of determine how we view his place in history as a rookie head coach in Minnesota but again both you guys are right like certainly so far so good and I think he's exceeded the expectations we had this offseason when they dubbed it him and quasi kind of this competitive rebuild we didn't really know what we were going to get a uh, little side note too like I don't want to downplay what he's done this year it's been outstanding start to the KOC era but this surprised me a little bit rookie head coaches in the NFL having early success making the playoffs Not that Mm -hmm. uncommon, actually. The past six years, there's been a rookie coach to make the playoffs. Sariani did it last year in Philly. Stefanski did it in Cleveland in 2020. Mm. Lafleur did it in 2019 with Green Bay. Granted, he had peak Aaron Rodgers. Frank Reich did it with the Colts in 2018. Sean McDermott in 2017 and Ben McAdoo in 2016. Problem is, when you look at that group, outside of Lafleur again, who had Rodgers during his prime that year, they almost all lost in the first round of the playoffs. And I know a lot of experts don't really have the Vikings going deep this year in the postseason. So that's just something to keep an eye on something i found and thought that was kind of interesting
0: yeah for me i'm gonna go with i I agree with that luke it's the wins um Mm -hmm. if he doesn't win i don't know if he's that popular and i I know those go hand in hand like can a popular coach but i do personally feel like like i do feel like there's coaches out there in this world that even if they come in and don't win their popularity still is there because people believe in like what they're building and that's why I look at PJ Fleck. Like, even though PJ Fleck didn't jump out like, oh, we're, we're 10 wins straight out the gate. Like, PJ Fleck was very popular because of the roll of the boat. Like, when you and 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 when you come from like a Tracy Clay's era to PJ Fleck, too, it's an easy transition. Uh, it was already a coach that nobody was like, oh, this guy's not a head coach. Same with Jerry Kill. I mean, think about Jerry Kill. People loved Jerry Kill when he came in because Tim Brewster was so bad. Like Tim Brewster was so bad that people could not wait to get the old balding uh bearded coaches as Sam would call them. Uh <laughs> But when I look at like true popularity, it's tough for me personally as a football guy to look at some of these other coaches. Like I think um uh what's his name for the who passed away uh for the uh, Timberwolves? Flip Flip Saunders. Flip Saunders. Very like popular. Flip Saunders. Yeah. Uh he was extremely popular when he first took over as well. So I think there are certain coaches that kind of grasp uh you know that, that that bravado because of who they are like lindsey whalen with mm-hmm. women's basketball mm-hmm. as well like lindsey whalen people loved her and she didn't win out the gate and people because she's a hall of famer basket not just gophers but it basketball like all of basketball Naismith hall of famer like she you know is another one where they are patient with her allowing her to get what she needs to get and uh i, I think that's the key so Kevin O'Connell, we'll see. Like, if he just all of a sudden wins every year, we'll never know. But it'll be interesting to see after he loses one season or has a, a, a subpar 8-8, eight and eight, you know, kind of start to a season and then he has to win one game to be, you know, 500 kind of like or over 500 like uh, Tomlin seems to do every year. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll kind of see how the fans really take to Kevin Because when you're winning, everybody loves you. You know, when you're winning, yeah. I, I, I treat it like marriage and, and all you guys know. When everything is good, when you're when the presents are great, the sex is good, the kids are happy, food's on the table, house is warm, marriage is great. But the minute like a kid is doing something bad, or they won't go to sleep, or there's sickness, or the schedules are so crazy, you guys are running around with your hair cut off, or with your hair on fire, then you're like, uh, is this a good marriage or not? And that's what you saw through COVID. Like a lot of people found out, like hey, this marriage ain't as good as we thought it was. Like, it was good when we could leave the house. Now we stuck together for two days straight, and I can't even leave until I go get groceries? Oh, no, no, no. I can't be married to you. So I think that's where we're we're in the honeymoon stage with Kevin O'Connell. So I think it's too Mm -hmm. early to uh, figure that out. Moving on to the next one, fellas. Uh, If we were to put gifts in all of, and you could pick the sports. Just pick three. We don't need to give every sport. Just pick your three favorite sports to give a gift to, just like the three wise men. Uh, We're going to show up with frankincense uh, and myrrh. Uh, And and so if you want to give three gifts, Three gifts. We're, we're the four wise men because we, we cannot replicate the three wise men. We're the four wise men. Or you guys are the three wise men, and, and I'm just the dude standing over here with my donkey like, hey, I'm, I'm here. Um, I thought
3: you were going to say you were baby Jesus.
0: No, I can't be baby Jesus. I, can't be, I can be Jesus Shuttlesworth because I can't hoop. Like I'm <laughs> Jesus Shuttlesworth on the court. Like I hit the step back. Oh, ah, I mean – you know, but 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 speaking of <laughs> gifts, shout out to the gophers for my little Christmas, you know, bundle that I got when I went to practice yesterday. Mm. Got about five or six shirts, got a hoodie. So yeah, shout out to PJ, man. I'm I'm gonna be rocking this all like my outfits for the Christmas break now. I got six. I got six shirts now. I'm good. I can't wear it tomorrow because I got the Vikings, but the rest of the holiday, my when my family's here in, in Minnesota, they're gonna see a gopher shirt every day. They're gonna know. What we stand for in Minnesota. But uh, you know, speaking of the Penn State football behind me, the, the 23 at 24 and three, like I'm having all my Minnesota stuff out. PJ re, 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 re uh re-lit re, re my fire, I guess, for go for football. I'm excited for the bowl game now. Kind of was like waiting. Now I'm excited. But let's jump into these gifts, fellas. Three gifts, pick three teams, and you get to put a gift in their stocking. We'll go with you, Sam, first.
3: Okay. Well, with my first gift, I I get I get up on Christmas morning. Got the stocking out. I'm going to reach in. I'm going to feel around. What do I feel? Oh, I feel, I feel, oh, it's Patrick Beverly. I pulled Patrick <laughs> Beverly out of the stocking. You know, I don't know if Patrick Beverly is going to be there long term in, uh, in LA. I, trade I deadline. Think, I don't think that he's a great fit. I think that at the trade deadline, I think the Timberwolves are going to unwrap <laughs> a little Patrick Beverly from their stocking. Did I kill Luke? What, <laughs> you might have murdered dead. Luke. Luke's dead. dead. Um, oh, Patrick Bay. Beverly he's, is a, he's the glue guy They gotta get Patrick Beverly back Because like that's that. the guy who can galvanize The Minnesota Timberwolves Going forward this season So I want a little Beverly in my stocking oh. For the Minnesota Vikings Go in there, I'm gonna unwrap What is it? Oh, it's a Team-friendly contract For K.J. Osborne Wow! Mm, Thanks, Tanta nice. K.J. Okay. Osborne might be Saints the future the wide receiver two of this <laughs> team. And uh he's he's in extension mode. He wants that ex those extra years going into the final year of his deal. I think he might take a three-year 20 million dollar deal. Mm. I think it's gonna be in the stocking for the Vikings and for the Gophers. This is just for you, Ron. What's at the bottom of the stocking, like in the little toe section? Oh, there's one more <laughs> gift. I'm gonna reach in, you really dig around. It's a bull win in the pinstripe Bowl. ball. <laughs> oh. um, sorry, Matt DeBritz. Sorry about the Syracuse Orange, but looks like the Gophers get a bull win in, uh, in New York City. And they go out to Times Square and they celebrate and, and all, is, all is good in Gopher Land. That's in my stocking this year.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Uh, what you got in the stocking, Reggie? So I took a different approach and it's a game, so I guess I can guess I can kind of do what I want. So yeah. uh, I dug in the in the stocking and you know what I found? I found a trip out of the first round of the playoffs for the twins. How about that? Mm, mm, mm. How about that? It's been so about long. Mm-hmm. It's been so long since they've experienced something like that. Give them the gift of uh, a long lasting playoff run. how about that? I don't know if it's gonna happen this year, but this is a game, so we're we're doing what we want. okay yep. uh we're We're reaching into the into the bag for the Vikings here and I think what do I feel I feel? Oh my gosh, it's a win by at least ten or more points. Mm. How about that? Wouldn't that be something to just deliver for all of the fans who you know the weather outside is frightful? The games don't have to be all the time, you know, just <laughs> give them give them something to to really enjoy, you know, where they're just they're just pouring them back. You know, in the fourth quarter they're good because the Vikings are up by 15, 20 points, you know, it's great. Just great times bringing in for Christmas. And then the third. And this is really kind of overarching here, but I'm reaching in my stocking and I think I found what is this a Big Ten championship for the Gophers football team? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. I didn't know it was possible. Roll the ball. He rode them all the way to Indy <laughs> for a Big Ten championship, and they are going to a nice low bowl game. Look at that. Look at that. Go Gophers. <laughs> you, what you got? <laughs> what you got, Luke?
1: Yeah, there's nothing in the stocking for the Twins because we got to go outside and sitting out in the driveway with a big, shiny red ribbon. It's a 1981 DeLorean with a flux capacitor. Doc Ooh. Emmett Brown, Marty McFly are sitting there saying, we're going back to the beginning of this offseason because knowing what they know now, I'm sure they do things a lot differently. Wildly disappointing last couple of weeks for the Twins. Didn't just miss out on Correa, but plan B, plan C, plan D, and maybe the Wolves too. Like Sam brought up a good point. I was in the minority. I actually liked the Rudy Gobert trade for the Wolves originally. Now I sit and watch Nas Reed do his thing. I got to think they'd be better off without Rudy keeping the role players, the 4 million draft picks, the glue of the roster like Pat Bev. They've had a tough time transitioning for these two months into the season without Mm -hmm. some of those key role players that they shift away. Vikings? I'd put a bye week in their stocking or maybe an Mm -hmm. Eagles loss. How about that? Because it's a shame for like all those years, the top two seeds always got the bye and now just two years into this rule change Vikings kind of get the short end of the stick. They got to play in round one. If they do end up as the two seed, which sounds like they should they desperately need that bye for a variety of reasons just so they can rest up some key guys clearly hobbled Zadarius Bradbury's missing his second game in a row Thielen's still hobbling around their entire cornerback rooms hobbling around right now and it's Crazy saying that too because all in all, just like top to bottom, they're actually mm. one of the healthiest teams in the entire league. They haven't True. lost a lot of guys long term, but clearly, a handful of key veterans—they're just not 100 at this point in the season. They need that buy in the worst way just to get healthy for this playoff run.
0: True. All right, so let me un- un- unveil these gifts, and I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go the best gift, or no, sorry, the the, the easiest gift to the most shocking gift. And some of my gifts are for the fans, not just for the team. But I'm going to start off with Gophers football because they took care of me, so I'm going to take care of them. In this Gopher football stocking, I'm going to pull out, and this gift is kind of a double-edged sword. Ethan Manis, he goes out and throws for 300 yards against Syracuse because he's going to have a coming-out party, which is going to bring more receiver recruits. If you look at that receiver room now, they got Corey Crooms, they got Elijah Spencer both to transfer. These are dogs talk about dogs these are dogs <laughs> they got to transfer in because they're like wait you got a six four you know gunslinger a six four gunslinger i even talked to pj fleck a little bit about it and he told me why athan does his pump fade like that he said he's gonna work on it but he kind of told me why athan does that because dbs are taught when the ball comes out of the hand from the quarterback when they separate then that means he's about to throw it so i was like oh, okay i get it but he's got to make it look cuter because that is uh that's terrible but 300 yard pass for Ethan and Mo Ibrahim is going to become the all time leading rusher in Gopher for mm. football history. Talk to him. He's going to join us on the Ron Johnson show after mm. that happens. So we are going to have the best. We might need to have him and Daryl Thompson at the same time to kind of with Lawrence Maroney, just get them all in there. The wolves. I'm going to go. Cause I, the wolves shout out to the wolves, Jim Peterson. Thank you, sir. Uh, invited me out to the Wolves game. I was 10 rows back from the bench, so I got to watch Cat look like the Grinch in his green outfit. I got to see J.J. across the across the way from me, uh, and I got to watch the interactions of the team, and And there's something missing, so it's it, it's in my stocking. Oh, wait, it's Clay Thompson. You're going to cl- trade Clay Thompson for Carl Anthony Towns straight up? Why not? Because Rudy Gobert and Anthony Edwards in that two-man game throwing that alley-oop. Time and time again was awesome. That alley oop to Rudy Gobert is awesome. Why? Because there's no cat in the lane to also clog it up. You had spacing. And what do you need? They kicked it out time and time and time again, and nothing happened. When Luca kicks it out to Dinwiddie, and then you kick it out to Luca, and then you kick it out to the dude in the corner who did it three times on him. Same play set. I don't know how they kept getting the bad rotation. Knockdown three after knockdown three. You need a knockdown three might as well let Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins join up again with Steph. I think that would be a good team. And then you put Rudy Gobert with Clay, Anthony Edwards, and then Delo or Pat Beverly. I think that would be a good team. And then you just need you a powerful a true power forward to I mean go go get somebody like Charles Oakley just to come in and beat people up. Like that's what's in the stocking. Clay Thompson for Carl Anthony Towns and then for the Vikings. You're going to have a shirtless Kevin O'Connell for the ladies after the Super Bowl birth. That's what's in your stockings, ladies. Kevin O'Connell will go shirtless, and he will down the chains because they are going to get a Super Bowl berth, and he is going to take his shirt off with Kirk Cousins, duo a la Magic Mike. Kirk and Kevin O'Connell mm-hmm. in the Magic Mike remake, in the story, movie of their life. And in that case, we got Channing Tatum playing Kevin O'Connell because Channing Tatum mm-hmm. is going to be the best representation of Kevin O'Connell because I saw him trying to play basketball. He can't do it. So – there is my stocking gifts. Next one up, quick ones, fellas. Let's, let's go quick with these. Uh, the Wolves played four games in a row. I was just there, so I kind of already know the answer because I, I see the, the issues they have. Uh, but the Celtics, heat because they beat the, the – remember, they beat the Mavs without Luka, and Luka reminds me of me. Like, Luka reaffirming to me that I can play the game I play, which is back dudes down slow. Luka reminds
3: me of me. That's, yeah, Scott, that's another full quote.
0: AJ, social, social <laughs> media right there. Luka Doncic reminds me of me. Like, he reminds – his game reminds me of my own game. Like, just back him down slow and, and wait for him to reach. When you reach, you teach. They reach right, he spins left. They reach left, he spins right, and then he uh, does a little hesitation, shoots it, and then he always looks at the uh, the ref like, where's my foul? Cha You know, he does – I don't know what he does. He does something. <laughs> He always says something to the ref. I don't know what it is. But and that's why he probably gets teched up. But when you look at the Celtics, the Heat, the uh the Pelicans, and the Bucks, we'll go with you
2: quick, Reggie. How many games do they win in this four-game stretch? Maybe two. Maybe two. You know, you can it's the it's the NBA man. Everybody laces up their shoes the same way. You know, they may not tie it the same. I've seen some crazy tying of shoes from people. I'm like, how who taught you how to do that? But anyway, um, I think the the Wolves have a chance. I mean, look—if if Anthony Edwards has a heater, like we've seen, you know, anything is possible. If if the Heat are not with Jimmy Butler, or you know, that that Celtics game is going to be tough because Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown is going to give you buckets regardless. Yeah. Um, the the Pelicans—they may be able to beat them. I, you know, if Zion is not playing, or CJ McCollum is not playing, or Brandon yeah. Ingram is not playing, like they could—they could. They could catch them slipping a little bit and the Bucks look that's just going to be a tough game Giannis Giannis may go for 45 you know so they they may be able to get about two out of that just because I I like some of the things that I've seen from the Wolves you know the emergence of Nas Reed Uh, D'Lo can you know get hot and and you know he's a streaky guy but he can streak in the right direction at times and then like I said the key is Anthony Edwards if he heats up and he's playing well they can compete with just about anybody. What you got, Sam?
3: Yeah, so I look at those four teams. You've got the top two seeds in the East and the number mm-hmm. three seed in the West, the Pelicans, who were the top seed not long ago. Yep. Um. Kind of depends when you get these teams, though. Like Boston right. is, a t- is a number two seed, but they're struggling right now. They've lost six out of ten, and they've lost three straight home games to teams with losing records. Uh, So Boston's not playing well right now. Maybe you can steal one there. The Bucs are on an absolute tear. That's going to be a really tough game. The Heat have been treading water all season. I think that's winnable. And the Vikings, or Vikings, the Wolves seem to play well (laughs) against Jimmy Butler for whatever reason. Like, I don't know if that's the cat influence, but whenever they meet up with Butler, like the Wolves actually have the better end of that rivalry. So uh, I think maximum of two, like Reggie said, um, You got. You would love to walk out of that stretch still at 500. Right now they're 16 and 16. Come back home at 18 and 18. At some point here, the Wolves are going to go on a streak, whether it's a winning streak or losing streak, could decide their season. Like if they lose seven straight, it could be lights out. And if they can get some wins built, you know, built on top of each other and actually get into the playoff picture, it -hmm. could change uh, the whole trajectory. So we're getting to that halfway point of the season. Wolves need to string some.
0: Luke.
1: Yeah, listen, Wolves are a 500 team, literally, 16 and 16. They're going to win two of the next four because this is what they do. And I know the teams they're playing – they're some of the best in the business right now. But this is what they do. This is their brand. They surprise you every now and again as soon as you want to write them off. They've beaten the Grizzlies this year. What, Pacers twice? They've beaten the 76ers. They're what, 18 and 12? They beat mm-hmm. the Cavs. They're 22 and 11. They have this ability, kind of frustrating at times. They seem to like to play up or down to their competition on any given night. And I think they'll surprise some people this week. There's still two games from two really good teams. Which two? I got no idea. That's what makes it fun. Ant's going to take over, like Reggie said, one, if not two of those games. I'm just kind of speaking it into existence right now, guys, but Wolves win two of the next four. Continue this kind of 500, middle-of-the-pack ways this week. Doesn't matter the team, doesn't matter the venue. I look at their staff. 9-8 and eight at home, basically 500. 8-9 on the road, 500. 4-4 four four in the division, 500. It's a 500 team across the board. They're even 5-5 five and five in their last 10, and that's including some really good teams they played along the way, so you can't make it up. That's just who they are that's their brand don't fight it just accept it close your eyes wolves are going to win two of the next four continue this 500 theme you can vault <laughs> me on that ron you just watch ron vault me on that play this back.
0: i will uh i think one of three i think sorry one and three is what their record will be and now i, I will and, and i preface it this way i feel like they can beat the pelicans because of size and i and, I, and the way they play with the, like i say, watching them play the dallas mavericks i think they have a really good formula i don't feel like the pelicans have a, a dot the eye shooter that can really hurt them. Like C.J. McCollum is more of a, a streaky, you know, he's going to drive, he's going to go. Yes, he has the ability to shoot, but his that shooter with, with the Blazers when they were together was always Dame Lillard, and we know that. C.J. was more of a get-to-the-bucket uh, type of guy. What throws me off, too, and this is off-topic, Kessler, Walker Kessler leads the league in rebounds. Malik Beasley leads the league in steals. So, again, they have to find people to be able to do that and we know that we know that gobert can get rebounds we know that d is not your defensive guy and so who can come in and be the defensive guy because when you look at all the teams that are playing with jason tatum like you said jimmy butler uh you got cj mccullum and then you, of course you got the greek freak like those are all teams that have a superstar that you got to figure out where when you look at the wolves i don't really think people consider ann edwards a true superstar just yet. So that's why I lean towards the one and three. I just personally, as an outside fan uh, looking at like watching them firsthand against the Mavericks and how they struggle defensive rotations. Like those are all teams where if you mess up the rotation, they're going to kill you. Like they're going to absolutely destroy you. And we know what the bucks can do. We know what the heat can do with their scores. Like I said, Celtics, that could be the one because they are struggling. And they always are weird to me. Like, they've been weird ever since LeBron beat them. Like, they've never really gotten it together. Like, they just can't get right. Like, ever since LeBron beat them and came back, like, it's just like they can't get right. So I go one and three. That's just where I see it. Hopefully, we'll see. Who knows what Cat's going to be. You guys are overthinking
1: it. Forget mm-hmm. about all that. Just close your eyes. You don't need to watch it. They're going to go 500. They're a 500 team. Okay, well, Forget about I hope Jimmy so. Butler's mm-hmm. numbers and CJ McCollum, the Pelican side. So- I'm telling you, they're going to go 500 because this is what they do. It's on
0: brand. You just watch. I hope so. I
3: like the blind faith. I respect that.
0: (laughs) Well, fellas, it's Christmas. We got to close it out like this. It's Christmas. Um, And it's kind of like this has become an age-old debate, Christmas movies. And I looked up a bunch of Christmas movies, whether they were filmed. And this is what people don't realize. Movies that qualify as a Christmas movie, they were filmed during Christmas time. So that means the producers wanted it to be a Christmas movie. Like the person that wrote it, the executive producers were like, we're going to film this during Christmas time so that we can get the actual scenes on the street for free and not pay to have Christmas fake snow and to have Christmas trees set up in houses. Like we want the scene to be set. And there's a lot of movies that were on this list, Lethal Weapon. uh, There was a ton when I looked it up and I think Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie too, but that's just me. There's a tree whatever Riggs comes dressed out in the yeah hey but we're not gonna go there mel gibson Riggs. he definitely was, yeah exactly Riggs. 12 for this but when you look at the movies I, I sent you guys a list of movies and we're gonna go one by one really quick just quick takes we don't need to stay into it all because we can argue this all day we know this but we're gonna go backwards because this is one od but goody some people might not remember this movie but the, hopefully the old people older people listen to the pod remember this movie trading places we're going to start with Trading Places. Is that a Christmas movie or not? Start with you, Sam. All
3: right. So this is the running bit on this show is that Sam hasn't seen any movies. And if if a movie was made before 1990, there's about a 2% chance I've seen it. Does this movie fall into that 2%? No, it does not. So, um, oh, so it's uh, it. Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah. Ed, yes. Ed, Eddie Murphy. Okay. Um, sounds like... Not a Christmas movie, but I... So you didn't see it?
1: I haven't. No, I haven't seen it. I'm just guessing. Sam was deprived as a child. Did you? They used to play this on Comedy Central Correct. every single day all summer. And great, I, I never watched it. Right it. now, it's yeah, I never watched this, it. I think it's coming on this week. I, okay, thank you. I never watched it from start to finish, but I've seen
3: Sam. If every you like inflation,
0: if you like inflation, yeah, in money, <laughs>
1: like the
3: like the economic principle, or is that yes. a movie?
0: Yes, the, like it's, yeah. it's, it's inflation in it. But we're gonna skip you then, Sam. You haven't even seen it, but yeah, you said yes, fine. Let's move on to you, Reggie. Reggie, trading places.
2: Christmas movie or not? Sure, because I haven't seen it either. Oh my goodness. Oh. oh Join the Luke, team. Luke. Yeah, it Luke.
1: happens over a Christmas. I'm gonna call Thank it a Christmas, yes, a Christmas movie. Yes. Thank it's you. a Christmas movie. Yes. This is
0: why I say it because uh what's what's the guy's name? Dan Aykroyd. Yep. Dan Aykroyd is dressed like Santa. Yep, he is drunk at the party with the grossest salmon i've ever seen in my life because it has santa's beard wrapped around it was a fake because you know the fake santa's beard has all that nasty hair not real a real beard you could pull food through it and probably be fine but the fake santa beard with the salmon in there and he was eating and he was drunk and he fell on a uh, and then Jamie Lee Curtis, because in every movie she was in back then, she had to show her body off. So Jamie Lee Curtis is in there. And I'm surprised she didn't get butt naked for the crowd because Halloween, she did it. Uh, uh, what's, what's the movie with uh, what's his name? Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, actually in Trading Place, I did I do think she did show some body. I think she showed mm-hmm. some skin because mm-hmm. she took him home. And then she tried to tell him, hey, it's not one of those things. Like, I'm a, I'm a prostitute, but this ain't free. Uh, everything costs in this house. But yeah, like Dan Aykroyd, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Eddie Murphy yes i would say because of santa claus it was it was a christmas movie we're gonna move on to another one hopefully these guys have seen this one we're gonna work our way up gremlins everybody remembers the magwai. you can't feed them after midnight don't get them wet ever sam have you seen gremlins no chance! Oh my God! Jeez, no chance! I man. mean, not only
3: is it before 1990, it's also in the horror genre. I haven't—I've seen like maybe one horror movie it, ever. It's like PG
1: 13. It's not. Oh it's a
3: phenomenal. Yeah, I movie. Mean, I'm not horror. like a sci-fi. They don't, even show,
0: they don't even show the deaths.
1: Yeah, I'm not a sci-fi horror guy, but this Gremlins is phenomenal. In fact, I think so, the so I'm guessing. Hold up, let's let's
0: get Reggie out the way because I'm guessing Reggie. Reggie, have you seen Gremlins?
2: No. Oh my God! What okay, are we doing, Ron? Luke. What are we Luke, doing? what do you what do you yeah. think? All right, dude, Ron Luke. and
1: Luke, you do the rest of the show. It, it, Luke, what it, do you think? It, it isn't the opening if it's not the opening scene, the second scene? They're literally handing Christmas presents over, celebrating yeah. Christmas to yeah. one another. It's a Christmas yeah. movie, hands yeah. down, no question. Because
0: the Maguire was a gift. Yeah, it yes. was the gift that kept yes. on giving. If you exactly. fed it or got it wet, Sam. Exactly. Your homework. You gotta watch the gremlins when so once, the kids are bad, what, once the kids are in bed, and once your wife goes to sleep, or if she wants to stay up and watch it, watch Gremlins, the first Gremlins. The other right. the other ones after that get real weird, yeah. and all the, like they have all these other weird yeah. gremlins show up. But the first one is classic. You gotta watch the first gremlins. My wife doesn't like it though because she hates scary movies. But Can I we get if to it's some on, more
2: modern or
0: something if it's like that, the gremlins is one of the greatest 84. Like, like, it was it was history games? of how movies were started. There's the thing I'll, I'll say about scary movies, every movie moving forward with like uh trimmers which you guys probably haven't seen trimmers with kevin, bacon, with kevin
1: bacon
0: with kevin bacon cuz kevin bacon have you seen trimmers sam you Tr- already no. know oh my god never heard of it trimmers what no. google trimmers watch it it's probably on netflix or hulu or something kevin bacon great everything movie. with bacon is better we know that mm-hmm. but tremors all those kind of movies came from gremlins like the fact that things can replicate and can can change you know what? let's move on next movie we're gonna go and i'm gonna say gremlins i'm gonna say yes because it you know it was a christmas game but me and me and luke both say yes fans let us know what you think trading places gremlins are those christmas movies next one okay now i hope you guys i know you guys better have seen this one or else this show is over die hard sam die hard
3: nope show's over haven't seen it shut up I, I'm not kidding you. I haven't seen it. Now this one's bad. Like this is bad that I haven't seen it. I know this. I had never. I I don't know anything. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know anything. anything about trading about trading places or gremlins. I know that this is a this is a popular movie. So this, this, listen, I know this, this that, that,
0: that right a, there. Just put okay. that on. Just put that on. We got to put that on Twitter and Instagram. That part right there where Sam has never seen. I was going to say hard,
1: we got two phenomenal like, clips from Sam today. I said he was hot screaming. <laughs> I said he was hot at the top of his lungs, And then I know nothing. Okay, I'm a little embarrassed. embarrassed. Yeah. Okay,
0: little Reggie, embarrassed have you seen Die Hard?
2: Yeah, I have. Not okay. all the way through, like in no one sitting, but like I've okay. seen, I've seen it. I've seen it all the way, but now? I haven't, I haven't sat down and just watched it start to finish. I've, all, it's one of those movies that's always on, and you just you pick it up at a certain spot, and you, you know, you watch until you don't, and you know all that. Listen, you know, shout listen, out Bruce Willis. You
1: know, here's the deal: I know this is highly debated every year we talk about this it could have been set any week of the year it wasn't set on thanksgiving or fourth of july it Correct. was set on christmas eve Correct. Die Hard is a Christmas.
0: shout out movie. to carl winslow rest in peace mm-hmm. carl winslow's driving the limo in the snow on christmas like carl wait
2: did you winslow. just kill carl winslow <laughs> carl winslow's i did You can't kill Carl Winslow, he's still with us. Oh, James
0: Avery is dead. My bad. Alan Rickman. Didn't
1: Alan rest in
2: peace, Alan Rickman. (laughs) Alan
1: Rickman, Hans Gruber. Yeah. Oh,
2: Hans Gruber, yeah. And no, it is not a Christmas movie. Oh my goodness. Okay. Why is it not a Christmas movie, Reggie? Because, like, it doesn't even give you the Christmas feels. Like, it it the, the the reason why it's it's considered a Christmas movie is because it was set to Christmas Eve, but like it. You, when you think Christmas movie, you think you know, gift giving, you think Santa Claus, you he think gave the him magic him of him ass kicking. season. <laughs> I, no, man. That's not it's it's a He movie. saved the world. Yo, that could have been any freaking like Luke said, Luke, you just argued away from your point. What? That could have been set in any given day of the All right. Year. We got two minutes. Oh, we got two minutes where we got to get out good, of here.
0: Good point. Luke, Luke, what you think? Christmas movie or not?
1: I heard? Yes. Oh, I already said 100. It's set on Christmas Eve. They they could have picked Does any other matter. day or holiday. If it and wasn't plus, for
0: the Christmas tape, he doesn't. Yeah. He, there's no way to have the gun behind him.
1: You see, there you go. There's like, a lot of nods to the holiday itself throughout the movie. Like there's a tree in, in
0: the lobby. Exactly. There's presents.
1: Don't fight it, guys. Come
0: on. He come even on. says like his lines are like Christmas Eve when he kills people. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. Last one. The greatest old ever. Uh, everybody better seen this. Or you're you're suspended from the pod for a week. Uh, Home Alone, Sam, is it a Christmas movie? And have you seen it?
3: I've seen it. Thank I've you. I've seen it multiple I gonna say, times. I was going to walk out of here all the way through. Um, the the greatest Christmas movie of all time. I can Take my hood off now. I mean, I know there's there's no debating about this one, but I just want to say, It's a Wonderful Life is the best Christmas movie of all time. That great being movie. Said, great movie. Uh, Home Alone is. I'm not sure what the debate is. Like, yeah. What it, I, because it seems like it, like again, was filmed around Christmas time. It leads mm-hmm. up to Christmas Eve. The family comes together for Christmas. I, I think it's definitely a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, but that's the thing. That's the same. So, just like you said, Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas themed. Mm-hmm. The Die Hard movie starts off with a company Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it's the same thing. Yeah.
3: And see, I can't compare. And them. I think All I'm I pretty know- sure
0: he like wears a Santa outfit at one point in the movie. Like Mel Gibson dresses as, or like has to put on the Santa pants or something. Like, let it
2: go. Just let it go. It's Christmas movie. Let it go. It's Christmas. Let movie. it go. Home Alone. What do you think, Reggie? Home Alone. It, it, look, my mother, my mom would say it's a wonderful life. Also, uh, they watch it every year. I'm like, y'all have watched this movie for the past 50 it's years. It's so good every single every christmas time. Get the and y'all watch it and cry and and just like it just happened like it just came like like the mm. best man final chapters mm-hmm. and so I, you know what home alone to me to me is the best christmas franchise of all time like hands That's down it. also call why dcfs wasn't called after the first one Is beyond me because they did not deserve to have children anymore. What they put poor (laughs) Kevin through, what they put poor Kevin through, each and every time this man was out here doing the best that he could to fight off these losers coming after him. I mean, just incredible. I mean, not... I, the fact that this is even in here, as is this a Christmas movie? Is, come on. Yeah, yeah stop, there's no.
1: Getting, it, not only is it a Christmas movie, it's in my top three for yeah. sure. Um, Some people and, say
2: and, you and, and could and, argue it's not, though. And I think and like, Ron's
1: trying to make a point. Yeah,
3: that we'll
0: it's, find the out
1: what as,
3: it's the same. Se- exactly.
0: It's <laughs> the same setup. Let
2: it go. So Ron. if we're
0: talking about best Christmas movies, to me, always got to go with the best man Christmas. I got to go with This Christmas with Chris Brown, Aegis Elba, Regina King. And you know what? And I know Sam hasn't seen that one. Uh, Lauren London. Like, come on now. Like, I know Sam. Sam, watch This Christmas. It's like for the music, too, for the soulful music, Chris Brown sings two
2: solos.
3: All right. So you've given me me half a dozen recommendations. I've got (laughs) two kids and no time. So you get one. One recommendation. When they go to bed
0: every night, If if you want to, like, set the mood, This Christmas, because there's some good songs by Chris Brown. And then once he starts singing, then you kind of make your move, rubber thigh, and then you're good to go. I better get some. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, hey, underrated part about Home Alone who saved the day. John Candy and the Kenosha Kickers drove that mom all the way across the country to make sure she got home to her son on Christmas. Shout out John Candy. Mom. One of the best in the business. How old Greatest was Macaulay Culkin supposed to be? Was he alone?
2: supposed to be 11 or what, 12? What was he supposed to be? Too young like to be at, at the like house that. by himself. Lock yeah. the parents up. Well, no, because my up.
0: daughter is 11 and 12, and I feel like she would be fine at home. She would be scared, yeah. but she definitely would be fine at home alone. She wouldn't know, like, she would only be to like air fry stuff and microwave. Uh, I don't think she would know how to order a pizza, but she does have money, she does have a bank account. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just checked her bank account yesterday, like she got like four grand in her bank account. I'm Ain't like,
3: what in the world? Who put No that infla- there? no inflation on that pizza, Ron.
0: No, no inflation. No, because she sold the That's braces back in uh, back in 2020. That she hilarious. sold the bracelets back in 2020. And so, you know, between that and then uh babysitting and doing other stuff. Because uh, yeah. she Slow set up, her, because she set up all the traps like Macaulay Culkin Yeah, did the movie traps. To, yeah, because yeah, you know what? That, I, that was outsmart. the thing I tweeted. Inflation on the pizza. Yeah, it said it's two point like two million, uh, impressions now. Like over what twenty two thousand likes or something. I mean it's. Ridiculous. That's amazing. People, You're celebrating The inflation, the pizza, people are just mad about the some people just want to be mad about the inflation and prove me wrong. Like, right. you can't get 10 pizzas for this price. But you know what, fellas? I want to thank you guys. I want to make sure everybody has a great Christmas because we're not going to see you guys till after. So I don't know what's in your stockings, but we already told you what should be in the stockings of our favorite teams out here in Minnesota. We told you our movie re- uh, references. You tell us. Please comment on this one. Please, when this video comes out on Twitter, p- comment. Let us know because gremlins. I think so. Home Alone. Yeah, I guess. If Home Alone's a Christmas movie, then Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. And Trading Places is an oldie, but a goodie. And we know Sam hasn't seen three out of the four because he's 22 years old. So we get it. Sam's just a baby. He hasn't seen any old movies. But you need to go back and watch what movies should really be about and how good they were. We want to thank you guys for joining us on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Reggie Wilson. That's Sam Ekstrom. That's Luke Inman. I want to thank you guys for continuing to like, share, comment, download. Make sure Amazon Fire, or Roku go download those. And hey, have a great day.